0: Psalm 37, very simple, very simple. If you stand for the reading of God's word, if you walked into the courtroom, you'd have to stand for the judge. The word is higher than the judge. Amen? Psalm 37 and verse 3, if you can stand, by the way. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in in the land. And cultivate faithfulness. I want to talk about this morning from envy to trust. From envy to trust. We understood last week that verse 1 of, chapter, of, of Psalm 37 talks about becoming angry because the wicked is prospering and you're not. If I would have nutshelled that first verse, that's what it is. First two verses. Um, Envy is an enemy to your life. Many people secretly live with it. Only to find themselves living defeated. Envy is another term for unhappiness. Or being unhappy. This is when envy can take over your mind. It becomes a powerful virus. That kills our confidence. And our self worth. Additionally envy means. You're stuck in a rut and you must dig yourself out. Envy can cause us to look at everybody else and form an opinion that they are doing better than you. You see, David here understood that his assignment in life was already given to him by God but within that assignment he found out that life as a believer life as a righteous person can be difficult at times life as a believer sometimes can be troubling come on anybody want to testify with me real quick we have up days and we have down days and especially when we see the wicked prospering especially when we see people doing whatever they want to do living any way they want to live and yet you are trying to do the right thing And yet, you keep coming up short. I explained to you last week, don't get caught up on what you see. Why? Because it's temporary. Verse 1, he says, do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious towards wrongdoers. Why? Verse 2, he gives us the why. He says, what? For they will what? Wither quickly like the grass. They will fade, amen, like the green herb. Not that we're wishing anything bad on anybody, but here's the thing. When the Bible tells you something, you got to believe it. And Sometimes as believers, I believe that we're paying attention to the wrong things. We're putting too much emphasis on things earthly and not things eternal. And so I don't know If you've been caught with the bug of envy, I don't know if you're looking around your life and you're saying, Man, I wish I could do what that person's doing, or I wish that I was here, or I wish I was there, or I wish, and you got a whole, you got a big wish list, but you're comparing yourself to the world. You're comparing yourself to people who are not doing what is right. The devil will always try to dangle things in front of you to cause you to believe that doing wrong is right and right is wrong. David gives an exhortation in this psalm. Amen. He wants us to move from envy to trust. So the question is, how do we do that? Well, let's look at it. He says here, He says the wicked would fail away, but verse 3 says trust. What? Who? When? In the Lord. Trust is an important thing for all of us. Who you trust now is important. See, I, I say this all the time. You hear, I say this a lot. I, say, t- I talk to people about trusting God, but you know what I found out about some people? Some people don't even believe in God. You can't believe, you can't trust something you don't believe. Do you? Are you with me? You see, you see what what he's saying here. The word "trust" in the Hebrew here it means that when, as you're trusting God, the word means to become stronger. Wait a minute. Wait a minute to affirm something, to believe something. It implies being open to receive and then respond. He's not just saying trust in the Lord. He's saying you have to believe in God. And sometimes we struggle with believing because of our external situations, but because we've been exposed to other ideas. S- So if I were to say, how do you move from envy to trust? First thing I would say is you have to ask yourself this question. Do you truly, truly, truly trust God? You have to ask yourself that question. And and, and what does that mean, Pastor? It means that you believe him, number one. Number two, when you trust God, your faith becomes stronger. It means also complete reliance. I have no backup plan. Listen, listen, listen. If I keep envying other people, if I keep envying the wicked and I'm not trusting God, it means that I have no reliance on him. And I'm saying to somebody here today, when the wicked is prospering so it may seem it's easy to trust what you see. And a lot of us are asking the question, like, "Okay, how do I do this?" See, you can't doubt him and pray to him at the same time. You can't deny him and stretch out your hands to him. Come on, somebody! I I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm saying that you want you can't make it happen. The only way it's going to happen is by faith. So, how do I trust someone I don't see? How do I know that he's real? Here's how I know he's real. General revelation, when I wake up in the morning. Okay, the sun didn't just just show up. All right? And when you look at the human body, this did not just evolve from something. Are you following me? There is a God, and he's showing himself to us. But here's the thing. If you're going to move from envy to trust, you have to trust him truly. Ask yourself a question: Do I trust him? And and what is the sign? What is the what is the substance of that trust? It means that I'm relying on him for everything. Do I have anybody? Listen, I'm not calling mama. I'm not calling daddy. I'm not calling somebody. I'm not going to payday loan. I'm what I'm doing. Is I'm putting my complete trust in someone that I know is real. Can I help you with something? We ain't just here because we think he's not real. How many know he's real? How many know he's how many of he's shown you that he's real? Everybody, anybody remember when you didn't believe he was real? <laughs> anybody <laughs> you remember that? Amen. How did that work out for you? <laughs> Look where you are now. <laughs> Amen. He brought you this far to show you. I remember when I didn't believe. See, and that's that's all we have when we don't believe, envy. Listen, when you don't have God, you're going to look at everybody else's stuff and want it. Come on, somebody. When you don't have a relationship with him, that's what happens to the mind because now you're living for things and not for purpose. Amen. Are you with me? He says, trust in the Lord. What? And do good. Now, I got, this is a very interesting word. This word, do good. Amen. This word means to build, to arrange. See, when you're looking at the wicked prosper, it's easy to get caught up in doing wrong. <laughs> you know, a little bit of this ain't gonna hurt. Uh, you know, I can change the numbers on my tax—I mean, I taxes—but you know, you—you you could change the number on your timesheet or whatever the case may be. I don't know how it works now. You understand? I've been out the world a little while now, okay? So I don't really understand what's going on out there. I try to keep my ears to the street, you know what I mean, to find out what's happening. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Here's what I do know. Amen. You could do wrong or you could do good. And if you're going to move from envy to trust, the second thing you got to do, second thing you got to do, here's what you got to do. You have to choose to do good. It's a choice. It's a choice. Now, when he says to do good, it Watch this. The word means happiness. So I found out when I connect the words together in the Hebrew, the word simply means as I'm doing good, I'm building my happiness. Come on, somebody. Watch this. The word also, eight times it's found and it's used as prosperity. So as I'm cultivating this and as I am doing good, watch this, as I'm arranging my life, Watch this, as I'm preparing myself, watch this, I, as I'm happy, watch this, then I begin to prosper. See, the world wants you to prosper the, back, the other way around. Listen, you can choose a different path. You know, we can choose to do bad and call it good. We can cut corners and call it good. We can build on deception and call it good. Watch this. When you do good, it leads, ready for this, to true prosperity. It makes you richer. It makes you wiser. It makes you better. God begins to open doors because you're not doing good for people. You're doing good because you know that is what God wants you to do. You're not doing it just to do it. You understand that doing good becomes a way of life. And here's what I found out about doing good. See, I didn't do good for a long time. You know what I'm saying? saying. But what I found out that when when you become faithful at doing good, guess what? Good things start happening. The wicked look like they're prospering because they're cutting corners. They're doing this. They're cutting deals under the table. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you're thinking in your mind that they're prospering. But God says, listen, when you do good, you become richer. When you do good, you're happier. How many you want to be happy? Let me see. Do good. Tell your neighbor, do good. Can I ask you a question? Are you willing to build prepare, arrange your life so that you will win in the end. We have to make sure that if we want that, that we make the right choices. And one of those choices is to do good. Psalm 37, David is talking about how to build a secure life. And that's by doing what? Listen, it's easy for you to retaliate. What will you do? What you do now will pay off later. Keep doing it no matter how hard it is. Let me give you the flip side of doing good. Sometimes doing good is hard. Uh Uh-oh, I ain't heard you. Y'all pass that stage yet? Sometimes, you say, well, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Sometimes doing good is hard. But I want you to think about the benefits of doing good. You'll be happier. You'll prosper. Come on, somebody. You have stability. You don't have to look behind you. Come on, somebody. You don't have to work two, three, five, six jobs to make it when you're doing good. Why? Because you're sticking it out. And somebody here today, you got to stick it out. I know it's tough right now. I know it's tough right now. But you got to understand that God is changing your character so you can do good. So he says, trust in the Lord. Do good. I'm about to go sit down now. He says, dwell in the land. Now, let me help you with this word, Dwell. It's an interesting word. When he says dwell in the land the word means to pitch a tent. In other words don't make home your permanent resident because you're going to pass through here. Just pitch a tent. That's the that's the Hebrew word actually for the board body. You're in a tent. Are you with me? Here's the thing. It, it it's where you get the word Shekinah. I, I wanted to get deep with y'all today. When he says dwell, it's the Hebrew word Shekinah. You, you heard that before? Yeah. It is where you hear the word Shekinah glory. Yeah. You with me? So, so the, the, the word Shekinah is God's abiding glory or God's manifest presence at the mercy seat. Right, okay, watch this. What he's saying is, I want you to what? Trust in the Lord. I want you to what? Do good, right? Watch this now. He says, then I want you to dwell in the land. Give me the next point. Third thing you got to do, you have to stay with God long enough to give him glory. You see, you see, many people think they're getting over on God. Many people think that, well, when I come back to church, you know, I'm going to get my success and I'm going to bounce. Yep, that's what they say. All right. And and listen, you're going to prosper for a while. But the question is, when we move from just being takers to glory givers, that's what the word Shekinah means. What he's saying is, I want you to dwell, I want you, I want to put you on display. God is not going to allow us to shine if we ain't doing good. See, what what the word glory means in the Greek now. It means to make heavy. So what God does with your life is this. He positions you where you begin to shine. But if you're not doing it the right way, if you're doing it just for you, if you're doing it just to get, just for gain, and he's not getting no glory. I'm trying to help somebody. Listen, here's what I'm trying to say to you. Listen, this is not your ticket to prosperity. This is not your ticket to a better life. No, 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 no. The way you move from envy is by dwelling with God and taking your place in the kingdom and then saying, God, here I am. Now I want to give you glory. Whatever you give me, God, I'm going to give it back to you so that people will say, I want to know the God that you serve. Shekinah means that God is shining in every area of your life and you, in in turn, is shining out there in the world. Listen to this. When you stay in his presence long enough, here's what you start realizing, how blessed you are. Not only do you realize how blessed you are, but you will begin to live to give him glory. Do I have anybody here this morning who want to give the God that you serve glory? Do I have anybody here this morning who is living not just for self, but for his glory? You say, Pastor, what does that mean? That means that I'm not doing good just because I'm looking for something. I'm doing good because it's the right thing to do. But as I'm doing good, God puts me on display. God puts you in positions. He places you in boardrooms. He puts you in certain situations where when you open your mouth, you will give credit to the one who got you there. Do I have anybody? And can I say this to you? You don't have to envy nobody just because they have what they have because your turn is coming. And when you get what God has for you, guess what? All you have to do is say thank you. And here's what you realize after you get what God has got coming to you. You say, God, to your will and to your glory. And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You're so close But yet you're so far and what God is saying is that you got to stay in my presence long enough to learn how to exchange your blessings for my glory so that I will shine in you. The Bible says let your light shine before men that they may see your what? Uh, What kind of work? What kind of work? Oh, we just connected. What What kind of work? Good work. And therefore what? Glorify the Father who is in heaven. And so what I realize is this. That the more good I do, the more my light shine. You got to ask yourself a question. What What are you? Are you a hundred watt? Are you a twenty-five watt? What, what type of wattage do you carry? And so he says, dwell in this land. Because sometimes this land can deal you a lot of stuff. But he says that if you stay with me long enough to give me. You know, I didn't understand that when I first got saved. I didn't understand what giving glory to God really meant because I had been a taker all my life. Do I have anybody? Here's the thing. We all been takers. We all want to receive from God, but the question is what are you giving him back? What are you returning to him for all that he has done? for you. Have you given him praise today? Have you lift your hands to him? Have you told somebody, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. Listen, I know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I know it may be tough right now. I know you may not understand what you're going through right now, but God, I just want to give you glory. I want to dwell where you put me. I want the Shekinah glory to shine through my life. Do I have anybody here today that want to give Him glory this morning? For he's been good to you. He's been better to you than you've been to yourself. When you didn't know whether you were coming or going, God showed up right on time. Do I have anybody here today who want to glorify the Lord with me? Do I have anybody here today who know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about giving God praise this morning. Praise him for waking up. Praise him in spite of. God, I've been with you long enough to know this, that I could have went the wrong way. I could have chosen the wrong way. I could have taken the quick fix way, but I've chosen to go the long way. And I found out something that doing right will pay off After a while, do I have anybody here who know what I'm talking about? Glory. Glory to his name. He's been good. But saints, I want to tell you something. He says, I want you to dwell in this land. And I want to what? Cultivate. What? I'm going to help you with something. Two words. I'm going to help you with another word. You ready? You could only preach this thing one verse at a time because it's heavy. You You would have never known that word meant Shekinah. But check this out. When he says cultivate faithfulness, the word for cultivate means companion. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean by cultivate faithfulness? Give me the next point. What's wrong with some of us? Who you associate yourself with. That's what that word cultivate means. Who you keep company with. Anyone who hinders your faithfulness to God has to go. Tell your neighbor they got to go. Now nah, we ain't got to go to church day, you know. <laughs> they got to go. Tell your neighbor they got to go. That job. Uh-oh, hold on. Wait a minute, I just got the job, Pastor. I'm asking you now, where's your faith? I'm asking you, who are you really trusting? He says, cultivate it. Companionship. Watch this. The way to get God's best is to be faithful. The way to get God's best is to do good. The way to get God's best is to trust him. Hello, somebody. Not envy everybody, not envy the wicked who is prospering, but watch this though. But you got to watch the company you keep. It's the people you hang with that causes you to miss it. You have to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who want to help you, and you want to help them. Listen, it can't be a one-sided relationship where I'm giving and you're taking. Oh, you're either going to hang with faithful people that trust God or people who you think you can live through as they are living the life you wish you could have. I don't want to live through nobody. I can get my own faithfulness. I can can do good. Come on, tell you, David, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good, but I'm going to watch the company I keep. And this is for young people, old people, and in between people, all that. Y'all with me? Watch this. Without trust and without the right companionship, you will always envy. It's time for you to say, God, I'm going to embrace what you have for me. Stop being so insecure about what you can achieve. Tell your neighbor, just do good. Promise you, if you do good, I promise you, if you do good. Stop buying bootleg sneakers. Stop buying bootleg stuff off the street. Listen, I'm telling you, do good. Go to the store. Use your credit card. Stop getting lights in your children's name. Utilities and cell phones and stuff like that. you ruin them. You ruin their lives already. Tell your neighbor, do good. See, I've been off the streets for a little while. That's all I can know about. Okay, food stamps is not to be resold. Why do you think the food don't last? Come on. And I'm going to hit you right quick. You ready? You want me to go there? All right now. The weed man don't tithe. He don't. He don't. So you're taking your hard-earned money. And give it to somebody who don't die. There's another way to get high, you know. Well, well, how are you do? <laughs> now, we in a recession now, so y'all need to know some tricks. Because <laughs> them checks ain't coming like they used to. watch. <laughs> Rest in the Lord. Do good. You don't have to tranquilize yourself every day. Cut back. Until the Lord delivers you, cut back. Listen, if you keep living your life through the lenses of, 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 of addiction, you will never see life clearly. So you know what that means? That means that you have to detox. How did I get there? I don't know. Do good. Watch the company you keep. Story of a dad and his daughter, Grace. Grace had been begging him to take her to the pool. Being the only swimmer in the house, he should have been excited and would have been, but he had a hectic week. Needless to say, he fused up himself, got himself. His fuse was short. He didn't have as much patience as he would because it had been a long week. So the daughter got on the water and quickly he became frustrated with her. He said, don't you trust me? She said, yes, daddy. He said, then go ahead and float. I got you, Grace. She tried, but immediately... She became afraid, and in his disgust, he ordered her out of the pool. God pool. Fearing that he would never let her come back in, she said, Daddy, give me one more chance. As she laid back in the water, his hands underneath her, she was whispering something to herself. As he let her go and bent down to hear what she was saying, he heard these words, I will trust Daddy. I will trust daddy. I will trust daddy. Even when you're fearful. Come on, somebody. We can float in the deep waters of life if you just tell yourself, I'm going to trust daddy. I'm going to trust daddy. I'm going to trust daddy. You see, you can move from envy to trust if you put your trust and Daddy, give God a hand clap of praise. I encourage you this morning. This is some real stuff, y'all. Um, I was watching some of this, um, some of this stuff that's happening in, in uh, on in Congress about Mark Zuckerberg. He had to come before the. The house to talk about what they're doing. Do you know that thirty percent of young girls that have committed suicide it is because they were marketing and and it's an envy thing. Isn't that some? They were looking at other people and comparing themselves and saying, I want that, but I can't get it. So what's the point of living? It was that serious that they brought him to Washington. Listen, and they were doing some of these things intentionally. Here's what I'm saying to you. Who are you going to compare yourself to? If it's not Jesus... If it's not the word of God, then you are heading in the wrong direction. And so today I want to tell you something. The moment you come to a place of contentment, the believer that has to work three, four jobs to make it is not trusting God. I've seen God take a paycheck and stretch it. I ain't, I'm telling you the truth, but you got to start somewhere.